Zero seconds left, Nath. Five minute timer, not enough. Just wait till you finished before we introduce the show. I believe in you. Finish. I've done it. Hello. Welcome to the Honest Wargamer. We're your hosts for the Monday Night Show. My name's Ron. I'm joined by Nathan the Brave and James of Corn. We're also joined by, unfortunately, uh, not Dan, uh, but we'll talk about that more in a moment. Hello, team. Welcome to the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the chat. Joe Cryer, Joe PLC, Brian Borello. Uh, what's going on? Thordalim, Warchebby, Matt Readiness, Retasanti. Hello, everyone. James, hello. Text me a bit more. Why don't you? How are you? <laughs> Very well. How are you? <laughs> really good. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, only three word answers for the whole show, if you could. Because without Dan here, we might get this done in like 45 minutes, if I'm honest. I mean, it's <laughs> he, a bank holiday. He's it's a dream. Very verbose, that guy. Especially when he's had a few vodka. Yeah, he's the exact opposite of you. Laconic and verbose. Yeah. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> Hello, Nate. How are you? Uh, I'm grand. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, great. Thanks very much for asking. I'm just doing fine. I've just fine. seen some of that terrain. It looks fabulous. Oh, thanks for it. Thanks very much. The update on the terrain, if you'd like a percentage, is something I'm... Oh, fuck. When you actually think about it, I'm about 8% into the terrain. So... <laughs> <laughs> is that including the 40k terrain or not including the 40k terrain? Who knows? Who knows at this point? But doing fine. <laughs> Doing fine. Uh, yeah, I'm doing well. James, how are you? Come on, catch me up. What's been going on? Uh, pretty good. Uh, do you know, like, it's weird, right? It's been, like, only four days off, but it seems like I've had ages off. Uh, it's, yeah, super good. I got a copy of Curse City. That should be the news. I did that in the news. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm uh, good. That's hobby. I've, I've when, played whenever we two... do hobby. Two games of Warhammer this weekend. That's also hobby. We'll catch it. Yeah, that's hobby. Who did you play? What did you play? Outside, in a garden, socially distanced, 18 feet. Yeah, some lovely. Well, it's six people in a garden now. So I've only met one person in two gardens. Had a little game against uh, Nick Thompson. Um, some uh, some Zinch versus some Slanesh. Your Zinch. Yeah, I'm Zinch. And and how did you how did you feel about his Sinesh force against your Zinch force? Uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. I think there were things I probably could have done to play more horrible. Um, but yeah, it was interesting, and, and it's a good game, and Nick's a good player, and it was interesting to play it out. But I think like that Sinesh book is kind of like janky <laughs> and, and very expensive. What, too many points per unit, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like those Bliss Bar Archers are kind of cool, but 160 points. They're like paying for summoning in their own right, and then they got mostly mullered by a spawn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a good roll, so I put a Chaos Spawn next to them, charged them, got a 12. I think I killed eight or seven. Seven, I think I killed with one spawn. In one go. Yeah. Not very brave, are they, either? I don't imagine the rest took around. Uh, I think they think they command pointed to stay around, I think. Useful, because then you get a depravity point for that. So, like, yeah. helpful. 
Okay, but fun game. How are you yeah, finding your news each? Because this is your news each for us. I don't know if anyone's caught up or stayed abreast of it and thank you to retasanti for resubscribing james is now a zinch player specifically yeah apparently so uh yeah no, it's it's fun <laughs> I, I like you know for ages for however long i've done this show however long that exists now mm. like you've always wangled on about pink horrors being your favorite and there's just something lovely about their little faces as they reappear again and again and again thank you um, thank you but I also like, so my spawns, the spawns, I've made the whole list to try and create lots of spawn. And I like the spawn doing stuff and doing this just as I hit them. Like I roll some dice and then just wave my arms around like a spawn. Yeah. Okay. All oh, right, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I, it's great. Yeah. Cos, cosplay a spawn. Yeah, I should do. You should yeah. cosplay as a spawn. That would be great. How many bad dragons would I need to borrow off Nathan to attach to me, do we think? <laughs> It's just a morph suit, and you just stick dildos all over it, and Excellent. that is the perfect spawn, I think. Uh, I thought James was a competitive corn player now. The stats don't lie. That's true. Um, Haven't that played is... it yet. Yeah. It might not be competitive when I do. <laughs> uh, Nathan Prescott, catch me up, and how are you? I'm grand, thank you. Um, I got my first game of that TTS thing in for six years or however long it is since i last played that game <laughs> it's changed a bit on the table as well it looks very pretty so uh yeah had a game against my with my teammate mr budtastic guy uh all one word uh some of them are uppercase <laughs> some of them aren't it's uh, his birthday today so happy birthday to mr budtastic guy uh merry so birthday, birthday bud Merry birthday to you, bud. Stay hydrated. Um, and how was that game? Well, who did you? What did you play with? Your new Skaven force. Yes, I played with my Molder Rats versus his uh, elephant beast claw raiders, uh, whatever they are. The Thunder Tusks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah, rats. Um, elephants are still scared of rats, so there you go. Do, what you you beat up the elephants? Well, uh. I killed quite a few of them, and uh, it, we were playing Blood and Glory because that is not the next, that's not the first game plan in the scenario. So we could have practiced that, but no, we played Blood and Glory, and of course he's got Thunder Tusk, so they all just moved forward, and there was a gnaw hole at the back. So uh, yes, <laughs> so I, I could just put some dudes through, and so I think it was turn. Four, I could have run on, but we decided to kill stuff instead. So yeah, <laughs> we killed stuff instead. But yeah, the rats are fun. I'm glad. I'm pretty happy with my army. So yeah, I'm in. If anyone doesn't know what that's relating to, uh, or most of the co-hosts of the Honest Wargamer show uh, are in a organised by Mamdare uh, are in a co-host battle. Uh, James has got uh, a game against my co-host Nick. So. Uh, James, uh, I wish you all misfortune potentially ever, but you're playing with a corn army, which is obviously brilliant. Uh, Nathan has got a Skaven force. I've got a Snesh force. Uh, there is, you guys chose the list, as you know, you were part of it. Hey, Mr. Tiger, thanks for subscribing, by I, the way. I don't know Project. why anyone's talking about it, to be honest. Why? Because me and Owen are going to win. Nothing else needs talking about. Zero percent chance because I'm playing Owen and I'm gonna I'm gonna bitch slap his dragon ogres to next week. That's my plan anyway. Uh, I, or... I know where your office is. I'm just cutting your cable halfway through. If you do it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Jokes on you. We haven't got cables. We're stealing Damn electricity it. from next door. They don't even know. <laughs> Uh, right, today's show, we're going to be talking about Broken Realms Techlist and the Nurgle element of it, and also Settler's Gain, which is the city. Uh, we're going to be uh, deep diving that and having a conversation about that. There's also the news to talk about as well, which should be super fun. Uh, I think there was something else that I was going to bring up. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I'm just going to say hello to everyone in the chat. Thanks for being here. Oh, uh, you were going to say, you are going to ask Dan how his hobby's gone. Of course. Yeah. Where's Dan? That's the point. Dan, where are you, you gorgeous man? So, I will read <coughs> the press release about Dan. <laughs> That's right, everyone, uh, buckle up for the press From release. From the Canadian Mounted Police Force, we have apprehended this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, uh, a miniseries... Uh, was written by Dan Sway, uh, has been accepted into a film festival in London, so I have to record a bunch of interviews tomorrow. That's right, it's called Inadequate, and the link is in the chat. Oh, no, I've not put it in the chat. Hold on. Uh, one second. Um, let me... It's now in the chat and will be in the show notes. That's right. Uh, our co-host has written a series. It is it goes live tomorrow, Tuesday the 6th. Tickets available then. Audience vote for their favourite show. Screening of the first three episodes of a six-part series called Inadequate, written by Daniel Say, filmed and set in Sydney, Australia. Okay, all social media thumbs up will help. So if you are listening to this and you can in any way influence it, the link is in the chat. Um, I will read the blurb if you would like. Uh, if, Nathan, are you interested in the blurb? Sure, tell me the blurb. Written by Dan. A grubby six-part comedy nightmare of drugs obnoxious millennials and a little a little lies we tell ourselves every day when sarah meets kaylee the slippery slope that is her inability to admit she's out of her depth quickly lands her face to face with the self-titled pharmaceutical entrepreneur dirk <laughs> can i just point something out yes please if everyone goes to the uh web page that you linked and then goes to the instagram link at the very bottom of those Instagram photos is a very good photo of Dan. Oh my god, I'm in it. Let me do it one moment. <laughs> um, Dirk is a local drug lord who mistakes her big, uh, big noting about a business degree for interest in becoming a dealer. Before she knows it, Sarah is 20 grand in debt to a cartel, waging a sex war and burdened with a sorry quiche. There's also the little problem of what to do about that dead body. So that is, uh, how do you guys feel about the script? A little bit bit of a review of Dan's... Uh... Sounds like Sound... Dan every Monday morning for him. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, real yeah. question, what rating do we give it on IMDb? 10. Let's all, let's all pump the stats. This is what we're here for. This is the Honest Wargamer, but it is not the Honest Film Review crew or TV review crew. <laughs> so let's fucking lie. Or... Oh, it looks great. I'm excited about it. Uh, you yeah. guys excited? Yeah. Do you think it will be verbose, Nathan? Probably. I don't know why it's called inadequate, but that's cool. Let's find out. I bet. Yeah, we've got to give it loads of uh, what are they called? Rotten tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's give him all the rotten tomatoes. So that's where Dan is today. So Dan can't be here today, unfortunately. He is doing press junkets and the like. So uh, good luck to Dan. Thanks to Progressive Scruff for resubscribing. Uh, okay, 
on to the news section of the show. And there's been some pretty massive news. James, do you want to kick us off with the news from Saturday? This is where you want to go. So this is the news section. Finally got a copy. Definitely got a copy of Curse City. Okay. Shouted at the Games Workshop website several thousand times. Um, and got a key. You got key a key. Got a key to the city. Nathan, I don't know if you know this, but if you ordered off the Games Workshop uh, website main, there was a key available to uh, Offenheim or whatever it's called. Offenheim yeah. or whatever. Um, and uh, I think there were 5,650 copies. James has got one. They're currently selling on eBay for like 80 to 90 pounds. Dumb, right? Are you t- uh, thinking of selling for one, James? For a key. For, yeah, for a, for key. a metal key. Oh. No lock. But I reckon you could get into that city pretty easy anyway, so... Well, the zombies did. Just get yeah. buried, you come back. Yeah. Because there are a lot of keys. Is that Yeah, yeah, I reckon I reckon somebody's not gonna lock it behind them, are they? So you just fucking go in. That's true. I agree with you. Yeah, that that makes loads of sense. Um uh James, are you gonna sell the key? Is this a thing? I don't really know. I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna have it, I'm gonna make my decision then I guess. Okay. After you've polished it. Yeah, maybe just polish it, hold it on stream, maybe get Dan to lick it, see if it sells for more. Okay. I, I was saying, actually, like, it's interesting, right? Because it's a, technically an Age of Sigmar game. It is, technically. And there's a key that they could have made three inches with a two-inch bit and a one-inch bit, and it would have been a really good item that everyone that would have been great. used. And instead, it's just a piece of metal. This is why you're the merch grot. A- apparently so. Maybe... Yeah. Have you measured what size it actually is? Maybe it's for new Age of Sigmar 3. Maybe we oh, pile maybe. in eight inches. Yeah. And the other distance is like, I don't know, two or something. Not sure what that's what useful for, but something. Who knows? Okay. Uh, it's apparently, is it filled with chocolate? Is that true? I wish. <laughs> Can you imagine? It'd be like the most expensive chocolate anyone had ever brought if it was that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe it's a Willy Wonka situation. If the key unlocks Games Workshop HQ, you become the new owner. <gasps> Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> you get 50% off and everything. <laughs> Stu redacted. Good evening. Uh, I forgot it was Monday. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> Stu, good luck to you, baby. Uh, key to the TSN Studio gauge when? Uh, never. We're not doing that as a, as a thing. Uh, James, uh, thoughts about buying like 800 different keys from China? And then maybe just giving one away with every purchase of an objective ring or something? Yeah, fine. Let's just do it. It could be the key to your heart. Not cut. And if you get one that is cut, it's to my house and you can move in. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when uh, uh, Thingy buys every single one. Dayton buys every single one. Every single one. Yeah. So so he can get you. Uh, how do you, Nathan? Did you pick up a copy of Curse City? Twitch chat. Who picked up a copy of Curse City? Yep, I've uh, got one on order through uh, Alchemist's Workshop. I think they are called. So there you go. Amazing. I, I don't think there's a key, but there we go. Oh, uh, thanks to. I think I'll be oh, all right. Uh, thanks to Dan the Kraken for uh, for subscribing. Appreciate you. That's very lovely. First time you've subscribed. That's awesome. Um, I have loads of keys. I don't know what their force is. K Dread. Me too. Me too. That's all. <laughs> I've got keys on my key ring in my pocket, and I'm like, "What the hell is this key for?" And then I realised one of them is for the TSN arena. 
I was looking at it in the week. I was like, what the fuck is this for? And then I realized, I know where it's for. Yeah. yeah. I like the fact yeah. you have it. But... <laughs> I, yeah. I've still I identified three of them. I've still got one. I don't know what it's for. But uh, I mean, by the way, could... we fixed that leak. Yeah. Turn yeah, the yeah. Tap. yeah. Yeah. It's all fixed. Replace the stopcock. Rang seven Trent. The whole business. I know this is not really like podcast worthy news, but I just thought I'd let Nathan know there was a, there was a leak. It got solved by uh, the local builder. Yeah, thankfully, he was an aquatic animal, so he was able to deal with it. Um, so is it that useful. bad? Did he have to go underwater? No, it was only a town elite, really. It wasn't a big deal. However, we have got uh, the TSN Arena sign uh, getting made, oh. which is quite exciting to go on the front, but more on that later anyway. Is it in uh, metal? Is it a metal sign? Yeah. No, it's actually made completely of recycled sprue, so it's good for the environment. Um, nice. Uh, good, it's, good, taking good. Me, it's taking me fucking ages to make. Uh, to print it. <laughs> Can you put those recycled screws in your printing machines? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But I think uh, Games Workshop are uh, there's a Games Workshop are doing something where they're recycling old sprues, um, so you can take them in. Or that was something they were planning on doing. They put it in one of their reports, didn't they? I think um, it got it gets asked about now, doesn't it? Every time anyone brings up like their environmental standpoint, so I feel like it might just be an exercise of them kind of nodding along. Whereas actually, I think if they did it, it'd be great. No, I think they 100% are. Like, I'll be the okay. first one. Yeah, 100%. I think it's like part of their business model as well. Also super sensible because if they can turn it into plastic that they're going to use and it's cost effective, right? They basically flog us, I don't know, like, eight, like if they, we return sprue, we're basically returning 80% of what we've bought per yeah. box, right? And then they can sell it back to us again. Uh, <laughs> again, <right>. later. <laughs> like, so they're just winning. There's no way that that's not a genius business plan. So I think they're 100% doing that. Um, is the sign made from around 6,000 keys? <laughs> <laughs> no, because currently they're 80 quid, but in three months they'll be four pounds or a penny or whatever they'll be on the internet. Um, there needs to be a book of Nathan quotes, says Dan the Kraken. I would buy the shit out of that lol. I just do it in limited stock. You'll sell the shit out of it. I'm in. Nathan. 5,750. You... No, limited stock. Only eight <laughs> copies. Because I've only said eight things. Each no, one it'll be full of Nathan quotes. Inside. Yeah. Ah, oh, all right. <laughs> James, do you want to get into the bookmaking industry? It's uh, it yeah, make you loads of money. Make, I, I think making anything with Nathan's face on would sell well. <laughs> just literally, <laughs> literally anything. Or even Nathan's face. <laughs> yeah. yeah just, just cut off his face and sell it. No, well, 3D print his face and sell uh, okay. it. Like, that'll sell really well. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think lots of people buy one. Um, okay, so news. Curse City came out. Uh, the War Scrolls are super disappointing. Bit of a worry there. Uh, that uh, that means that the Gravelords book is going to be done by the Bin guy. Uh, more on that later, but probably it looks like at the moment. But maybe not. Maybe it's just he does the special project stuff and then they won't put him on the new book, which we can only hope because I'm very excited about the vampires. I don't know about you guys. Um, and then... Uh, the other well, news... I reckon I'll have a death army then. By the time I've painted up Cursetti and I add my zombie side army to it, it's a fucking death army. It so is I've, got, I've got 60 odd zombies in the zombie side box and a necromancer and everything. So, yeah. Not to, not to bring up past traumas to you, Nathan, but are they on the right base? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're on little round bases. 
What uh, size uh, are those bases, though? They will be 25 mil by the time I finished with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, zombies apparently could be quite good in the game, but we'll see. Like, we got to wait for the actual book to come out, right? Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, there's no scrolls on uh, the deads, right? Only the heroes. Uh, there's scrolls. There's new scrolls. There's new skeleton yeah, warriors. Yeah, the scroll. deads are open. The yeah. zombies. There's a, va- a Vargskir. Vargskir. Yeah, they, they're Vargskir. all. Vargskir. They're all really disappointing. Why is basically silent? Have to make that noise. <laughs> uh, how did you guys? Did you guys read the War Scrolls by any chance? Uh, I looked at some. I looked at some of the hero ones, and I think off the top of my head, Ocrin Glimscry is the only one that might be of major use. The uh, uh, the weird guy I, with the beard. Okay. Oh, you you mean for the cities of Sigma? Yeah. The wizard okay. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because if yeah. they point him really poorly, like sixty points, nah, he'll be in all points. the points. Oh. The points as well. How have you not seen the points? I don't know. I didn't look that hard. <laughs> I can't avoid it. People are just like they just throw it into my inbox. Like they're just like, here's a picture. You're like, okay. Um, anyway, uh, oh, my my heart is Guy Zidey, who's very excited about the new uh, Grave Lords. Is like, why? Why is the bin guy doing the book? I'm not saying he definitely is doing the book. I'm just saying the bin guy did the War Scrolls for Cursed City. I so, mean, uh, I'm looking at the Skeleton Warriors War Scroll, mm-hmm. and there's not one in addition on it. And that's how you know. <laughs> <laughs> no that man has been guy? there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, right, I so, say other news, um, which is quite exciting, and we've just found this out a minute ago. Uh, is the dad and daughter. Let's talk about this. I don't know if you've seen this today. Uh, Yeah, very briefly a minute ago. Yes, Galen Vendenst and his daughter. uh, New heroes joining the ranks of the Cities of Sigmar. So they look like more witch hunters uh, are joining the Cities of Sigmar. So it seems the Cities of Sigmar are getting like a huge kind of like anti-death proponent to it. Uh, So he is a veteran who has hunted many a vampire and the undead. And his daughter... Um, who has a very spaced out look to her. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the model. She's uh, got a, f- a five head. She, she, she is. She is Luckily she's got a hat choice. <laughs> Hopefully in a mask as well. Uh, who is, I don't know, I, I didn't take the time to research this, so I'm just going to cavalierly say this right now and hope that it's true. But is that not just like a giant fucking crossbow? Like, aren't yeah, crossbows an enormous crossbow. Yeah, yeah like... in the description it says she's got a gigantic crossbow that she uses to shoot special bolts or something. Wouldn't that be quite hard to crank? She uh, she doesn't skip arm day, just like yeah. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it'd be a winder, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, it's got a winder. She'd wind. I still think it would take her a while. Probably. Um... She only shoots one a turn, probably. So. Yeah, <laughs> she's got funny. a whole she's got a whole turn, and if she's against Croak, she's got like a twenty-five minute hero phase, so it's fine. Um, but they look cool. They look cool, and it's also nice. I think these are part of. A, have they said that they're part of a black uh, black library fiction? I feel like they might be based on. They're part pure... of the part of the broken, broken realm realm books. Yeah, yeah. I imagine there's also a accompanying black library book, uh, which would be uh, very exciting. Uh, do you so want to know the... my favourite bit? Please do. On their description, quite when the Vendents 
Vendance will make an appearance remains a mystery for now. Somewhere on this whatever canal, our boat stuck, is the translation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'd like to draw your attention to um, Galen Vendance, uh, because he has got uh, like a crest uh, on his, his breast piece, uh, which uh, seems to have like an S shape um, for Sigmar. And it's very like Superman-esque. And I wonder if you guys think maybe she might, they might be doing a kind of like Superman ripoff with an S for Sigma. Can you imagine? And the Sigma model that's just like <laughs> Superman action figures rebranded with a beard. <laughs> that <hammer. laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I'm so happy that I didn't buy Curse City. Almost it did it because of the Witch Hunter model, says Marcus Rock. So here's some other Witch Hunters as well. As I imagine that there'll be something that we'll see um, also included in Curse City at some point. Yeah, I'm guessing they'll have rules, right? Um, yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to put this out there because I'm going to say it. If I was in a bar, had a few beers, maybe I had no beers actually because I'm looking at them sober now, mm-hmm. and I saw these two together. I think the dad's a 10 as a model. She's like a four. Oh, you don't like her as a model? I, I, she's okay, but I think like he's like super dynamic, super cool, like okay. got loads of character. If you had 50 of her, she'd make like an old school unit, I feel. Well, there is a different version of her with a hat, if you haven't yeah, seen Yeah, the hat's it. better, but he's still cooler, I think. He's very cool. He's unarguably cool. He's got like a bunch of swords. He's got that little pistol. He's very, very cool. Very awkward to paint, I think, because of all the straps. Nathan, yeah. Nathan, uh, question: Yo. Is it hard to pick out all the detail when someone is covered in lots of leather straps? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Just have to, yeah, yeah. Just apply yourself. You'll be fine. Thank you. Thank you. I like taking advice <laughs> <laughs> from her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, I think that's all the news. Uh, Kregnos is on the way. Uh, so, oh, some, oh, also on order this weekend, if we've got to talk about it, is the most amazing Underworlds warband ever. The Quad Vampires are going on pre-order this weekend for insanely incredible sculpts. I'd like you to know that, yes, I will be purchasing this. Didn't pick, like, obviously not using it in Underworlds because, and I hope John is here. Fuck you, John. Uh, they're the wor- It's the worst. But I know some people love Underworlds, so you're obviously brilliant people. But um, I'm definitely picking this up. 100% picking this warband up. Like, at pre-order stage. I'll be like, doop. Like, I'm excited oh, for this. What okay. about you? I-, I thought one of them was rubbish. So I was going arg- to argue with you. And then I opened them. And I remembered actually they're all cool, so um, they're all... I, I won't I won't buy them because I'll never use them. But like, I think if I was buying that new, uh, if I intended to buy the new vampire army, even if these are dog rough, I'd be buying them to fit in a unit or replace a hero. Like they're ju- they are great. Eleven out of ten models, right? Yeah, the the sword the sword guy is my favorite. I think like the sword hand, guy, hand of justice guy. Nah, it's Mace Guy for me. Like, oh, it's because you bludgeon things, I just jab in and out. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's very, it's very true. Uh, Nathan, have you got a favourite of the four? Uh, I like the the lady one. 
with the sword on her shoulder. She's pretty cool. She's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Very dynamic, right? So, yeah. So, then Underworlds is out, but, like, again, give a shit. And then uh, some dice, again, care. They're hideous, those dice, I'd like to say. Okay, let's scroll back to them a moment. Uh, <laughs> they are. They are. Those marble, those marble ones offend me. <laughs> is that only because they literally look like an outfit you wore when you were 16 listening to my chem? Because they're not Probably. far off. Probably. Yeah. Horrible. In yeah. my old age, they offend me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm 100% picking up that that uh, Underworld's Warband. And again, for no no intent to play in a game, nothing like that. They are just 100% like landing on my pile of shame to one day. I don't even need to pre-order them. They'll be there forever. But like, I just want them to one day. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna paint these bad boys because they're just glorious. Um, uh, that that so Owen in the chat says. Uh, that's a smash bat, the little bastard. Talking about the guy, the tiny guy. <laughs> he's he's quite cool. He's the ugliest one, I think. I, I don't. Th- I think they're all brilliant, man. Honestly, they're I don't great. Think but like, I think if I was going to paint them, I'm like, oh, you're the worst one. Really? <clears throat> yeah. I think initially he just looks like a young lad. Just like on the up and up, he's just like working hard on his day. Yeah, I think like like if they were going on holiday, he'd carry all the bags. He'd carry the bags. <laughs> yeah. What? That's my job. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought the big lad would carry the bags. No, no, no. He, he he's like the bruiser. He's at the bar, and the mm. other two are doing it. Yeah. If, so if uh, we know we know that Bellacore isn't. So someone asked in the chat. We know that Bellacore isn't next week, and it might not be the weekend after to go on pre-order. It might be. It might do. But we expect Bellacore to be fairly soon as well. If we start to see some of the models, uh, ASAP. So looking forward to that as well. But that's really all the news. Uh, some kick-ass new things are out, and there's some stuff on pre-order. When does actually uh, Curse City land? Is it this weekend that you get to pick it up and play with it? No idea. Yeah, should people should start getting them Saturday or Friday, maybe Saturday. I reckon. Yeah, I'm so excited. Both of you have picked it up. That's going to be super fun. It means I definitely never have to, and you guys can take me through it the one time anyone ever plays it, and then we'll be done. Which will be nice. I've played every one of the campaigns in every game. I, I know, I know, I know. You so have. I'll play it all, just because you'll only play one game with me and get annoyed because you're rubbish rubbish <laughs> did the wrong did the wrong side of my hand for my whispering <laughs> okay all right fair enough um okay that's all the news so should we just go on to the main part of the show quite early really really missing dan this is taking only 35 <laughs> minutes uh, <Yeah. laughs> um uh bank holiday weekend pains me uh, i'll get my shit on tuesday says shugo yeah all the luminous stuff is uh, people have got luminous stuff in their hands as well at the moment and um, have yeah, you seen so... the size? Have you seen the size of the shrine? Yeah, huge. Have you got it? Have you put? You got it? I didn't buy any of it. Oh really? I didn't How buy anything. Because uh, Curse City was coming, and I wanted that. Um, and I've got this Zinch thing, and I can't be bothered to learn the Lumineth at the minute. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it. I, I think I said ages ago, but like, I'm not gonna buy a book until an FAQ is out anymore. Okay. I mean, so like yeah. if like if a big like the next Stormcast leak I'm pro- leak release I'm probably going to buy all of it. So like if it comes out and there's a box set or if it comes out and there's like 
a hero I want, I'll probably buy that. But I'm not going to buy like an army until an FAQ anymore, I don't think. It's a very sensible decision. It also doesn't go anywhere. I think like the, the desire on pre-order date to just be like, I got in, I ordered it. And then it's like, yeah, it's going to be there for years. Yeah, like... I also, I think like the Cursed City thing as well, I have to say like, um, I went on the shop and just, just went in to order one. And like, I did that because I'm, I know they've said they'll continue to release it, but I also know that other people have said that they've said they're not going to make any more. Um, but actually, like, that experience of trying to buy something. So I think I've refreshed my page about 15 times to get it in the basket and about 15 times to pay and then about five times to get PayPal to go through. I think, like, it's just a horrible shopping experience. It so is. I, I'd rather buy prefer? one two weeks later. Well, I just, for it to work. <laughs> That's fair. Nathan, how did you get on with your computer machine? How did you make it work? I used it, the little one that you're talking to, but <laughs> the little telephone one. Uh, it took a couple of times. To, it just took a long time for it to, for the little circle thing to finish going around and round and round. But then when that finished, then it was there. It's a good yeah. experience. So I just put it on the side and then carried on with the barrow and stuff and every now and again look at the circle and it was just going round and round and round and round and round and then eventually it stopped going round and I could uh, just say yes or whatever it is that I had to do so I didn't have to refresh it I just had to wait for the circle to finish going round that's all yeah James you idiot <laughs> I think I think it was an interesting one actually because I spoke to a few people. Like I went on at ten and was like, "Oh, just buy it and then get on with my day." And I think like like a lot of people had a better time, didn't they? At like I don't know, like an hour later or whatever it was, two hours later. Mm -hmm. Um, but then by half eleven, was it? It was gone. Yeah, um, I think it wasn't even then. I think it was like closer to eleven. And I just think like I'd have been. I think it was one of those things, like, normally it's not something I'd bother to do, but I just know that it was the one thing that Workshop have released in a long time where I was like, if I don't get a copy of this, I'll be sad, and I do not want to pay £200 for it on eBay. That's true. That's fair. That's super fair. All right, let's 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 talk about this Nurgle thing, shall we? Let's talk yeah. about this Nurgle thing. Let's talk about Broken Realms Techless. So, oh, I had it open. Broken Realms Techless also featured some other forces. There was an FEC bit, uh, so Flesh Eater Quartz bit. So gash, we're not bothered to talk about it. That's where we're at. Yeah? Like, so, if you're like, I can't wait to hear about that Flesh Eater Quartz update, you're in the wrong place. Uh, <laughs> uh, however, the Nurgle one, and also the Cities of Sigma one, so Settlers Gain and Sloppity Bar, not Sloppity Bar, Bar but sorry, the Nurgle update, uh, which featured some War Scroll changes, is actually genuinely really exciting, both for competitive play and also just for regular play. So it's super cool. Um, so let's talk about it, shall we? We'll start with Nurgle, because um, there's some really big takeaways from here. There's been three War Scroll changes uh, for Nurgle. Nathan, uh, a lot yep. of people keen for you to read out kind of the narrative of this. So if you okay. wouldn't mind, would you mind taking us through the Sloppity Bile Piper um, so update? The Stoppity Bile Piper, uh, mm -hmm. the Herald of Nurgle, 
Uh, sloppity bile pipers caper through the ranks of Nurgle's legions as they advance. Infected with a plague of mirth, they prance and quip, entertaining their fellow demons, even as they cause the enemy to literally die laughing. Perfect. 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 So, give us the stats. So, a sloppity bile piper is armed with a marotta. Nice. Whoop. Where'd he go? So, uh, he's uh, movement four, got five wounds, five up save, and he's bravery ten. So brave. So brave. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, and he carries with him that marotta thing. Yeah. What a weird name for a thing. Uh, uh, okay, it's uh, one inch range, four attacks, fours and threes. It's got minus one rend. Mm-hmm. The yeah. marotta. And does damage too. What the hell is a marotta? Is it the <laughs> bagpipe? Yeah, it's going to make you die laughing. Why has it got rend? Why is it it's not the marotta. Or... The marotta isn't the bagpipe. The marotta oh. is his stick. I don't know. Oh. If it, it's a special magical stick. Yeah. I also like the fact it's called marotta. Like, you can't say my properly. My rotter. Marotta. it rots people. Yeah. Ah. Marotta. Oh, yeah. It's marotta. Marotta. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, so if you get hit with the marotta... And you got a helmet, it probably won't help. So, Potentially yeah. eight damage coming out of Sloppy Barpiper, though. Yeah. Hero. Yeah. That's what, what they legend. needed. Buff the huh? best named character in the work rounds. I mean, he should have just had ten attacks flat. Twos, twos, ren four, damage ten. That's the yeah. only thing we would have been accepted. But this is... 500 fun. points. <laughs> no. 80 points. Must be oh, in yeah. every Nurgle list. Uh, um, <laughs> what abilities does this fella have? Ignoring the five-up DPR, he obviously has because he is a no. Oh human. yeah, he is disgustingly resilient. Uh, also, he has disease of mirth. Uh, plague bearers become even more stubbornly stubbornly morose when forced to listen to the bile pipers' jokes. Ah, okay, he tells those sort of jokes. While Nurgle's other demons find them hilarious. Oh, okay, maybe it's just plague bearers. They just. <laughs> Don't have a sense of humour. Right, uh, so add one to the bravery characteristic of friendly Nurgle demon units wholly within 14 of any stoppity bile pipers. Okay. Uh, it's just because of their jokes. Okay. Then uh, oh. Jolly Rat Gups. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sorry. Nathan, hold on. Because what jokes he tells are quite important. Because I've got a joke about chemistry, if you want to hear it. Go on, then. Nah, I don't think it'll get a reaction, so I'll leave it. Oh... <laughs> Very good. I need a help sign. That would have increased somebody's bravery by one, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, jolly gut pipes. Biopipers have a suitably revolting repertoire to draw upon in battle. So mm-hmm. at the start of the combat phase, you can say that this model will play a revolting tune. If you do so, pick one of the following tunes. The effect of that tune lasts until the end of that phase. A unit cannot benefit from a tune more than once per phase. If a unit is affected by two or more different tunes, none of the tunes have an effect of that on that unit in that phase. So, so the first, yeah, huge. Yeah. These are huge. Yeah. I want you to know. So, but keep going. So, but it's quite interesting that if you've got two of them, then you don't get any of them. So, uh, anyway, a stabbing we will go. But it's also uh, automatic, right? Like, you just choose. You Like, there's no command point, yeah. no roll, it's not a prayer, it's just in your army. So, yeah. 
So add one to the attacks characteristic uh, of the melee weapons used by uh, friendly Nurgle demon units that are wholly within 14 of any friendly Sopity Bile Pipers playing this tune. There we go. Uh, then the next one, early one evening, my pustule was seeping. <laughs> if the unmodified hit roll for an attack made by a friendly Nurgle demon unit only within 14 of any friendly Sopity Bile Pipers playing this tune is a six. That attack inflicts one mortal wound on the target in addition to any normal damage. Mm-hmm. And then my love is like a ripe, ripe fart. Enemy models within three of friendly Nurgle demon unit that is wholly within 14 of any friendly Sopity Bile Pipers playing this tune cannot finish pile-in moves closer to a model than uh, from that unit than they were at the start of the move. Yep. So how do you feel about some of these? Uh, James, you got any thoughts? Jumping straight off this. Plus one attack. Uh, mortals on sixes to hit. Uh, and of course, uh, not piling in of the three available buffs. You got any f- vibes or feelings? Uh, I just like the names of the songs. He's great. Okay. Gonna see well, more. I, they're interesting, right? Because it almost gives you a guaranteed, guaranteed buff that doesn't need anything for kind of most scenarios that you'd want. Yeah. Well, yeah. so let's talk about let's talk about what. He, so he's gone up by sixty points. His save has been reduced by one. So thanks, Pete, for that information. He's very slow. He's movement four, but don't forget he's in an army that can kind of run and charge. So he can yep. be quite fast. There's also the wheel and also um, a, a, a big, great, and clean one with a bell. So you can get a very fast Nurgle force uh, ultimately. And in order for any of these abilities to work, he doesn't need to be uh, like he doesn't. He can it's just... run. It's just bellowing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, as we go on to talk about it, like, he can make some units so, so good. Like, so you think about the plus one attack, but probably the one that's really important is the sixes to hit cause a mortal wound. One of the big problems that Nurgle has had for a very long time is he's had access to a very, very good uh, spell, uh, Blades of Putrefaction, where sixes to hit cause a mortal wound. However, it's been really hard for him to cast that, and it hasn't made it much um, into uh, competitive play. I think right now, Sopity Barpiper, and then as we go through him, Spot Spot Scrivener, you're going to be able to write some top-end competitive Nurgle lists. Like, really, really good. Those sixes to hit, causing a mortal wound, and you do only need to be in range. It's within, wholly within 14, but it's not super hard to achieve, especially on something like Plaguebearers, who were already defensive. So they're already got loads of inbuilt defense. So now you can stack offense on them. So any 60 hit cause a mortal wound, you haven't got to do anything. Uh, but when we get on to the next guy, Sportsbox Scrivener, we can add some more bonuses. Not forgetting, of course, that you've got a uh, great and clean one, could give plus one attack to demon units. Uh, so already you can have play bears with an extra attack already. So you don't need to do it via this system. Um, so we've already got that available. You've already got, like, if you wanted to, and for some reason you had Glockin in your list, you can make those playbearers have two wounds each and have plus one attack. So you've got, like, some good stacking ability here. You can go pretty wild. Also, plus one attack works on plague drones, um, stuff like that. You could do some some pretty fantastic stuff, but we'll talk about that more in a bit. Um, also, that plus one attack stacked with another plus one attack. Like, there's a lot of plus attacks now available in this army, so it's really good. Mm. It's quite um, interesting. Sorry, I'm just jumping in. It's quite interesting just because I re-skimmed it. Like, that they've actually put in a thing that says if a unit is affected by two or more of these abilities, then neither works. It's quite cool to see that they've basically written out having three sloppy ball pipers running with your army. Yeah, yeah because you, get... you would, would. I mean, if you could stack 
his plus one attack and his more wounds thing. That would make them yeah. super, super tight. But obviously, when we get to the next guy, he's also got a plus one attack. Well, so, so thanks so, yeah. to Desert Sketch for, for pointing it out. It says if you unit is affected by two or more different tunes. So just so you know, it's not two different, it's two or more different tunes. Um, oh, I, I think he's assuming that what that means, you can't set the auras from the same character. Um, uh, I think uh, Desert Sketch has read that and he thinks that it's, as I read that, it's not, you could have the same two tunes on them. Yeah, they don't, uh, yeah, it's just that they're just, it's just so you only get one buff, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, however, that's not a problem because next up, Spoil Spock Scrivener, they take us through this fella. Uh, spoil Scrubs, Spoil Box Scrivener, uh, Herald of Nurgle, Spoil Box Scrivener keeps a strict watch over the tallying efforts of plague bearers. Should the enemy stray too close, the heralds bite their heads off and their limbs with their huge distended maws, or blank the enemy in a diseased mucus with an almighty sneeze. Okay. Cool. He looks so, like the Nurgle version of um, there was a TV show when we were kids, and the bad guys were kind of purple aardvarks, if you remember, pink and purple aardvarks. Does anyone remember what the TV show was? Like a long. Wasn't it just called thing. the aardvarks? No, yeah. I can't not the raccoons. Yeah, was it the raccoons with the? Yeah. Yeah. And the evil guy. He looks like the evil guy from the raccoons. Yeah, he hundred percent does. 100% does, but made of Nurgle, basically. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much. Uh, anyway, Nate, uh, take us through what he does. So, well, he's got five runes, five up save, very brave, ten bravery, only moves four. He shoots disgusting sneezes, which go six inches, doing D6 attacks that hit on twos and wound on three on fours, don't have any rend, and they do damage one. Mm-hmm. And then they, in an uh, a fight, he's got his distended maw, which is two inch range, two attacks. He's got a big mouth. Uh, threes to hit, threes to wound, rend one, and two damage. Mm-hmm. Wow, he's got loads of damage as well. Yeah, great. Same as a Mega Gargan, actually. <laughs> I want to point that out. I don't know if anyone. Yeah, the same damage profile as him. One of them big clubs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. Wielded by a mountain of muscle. Yeah. Well, there you go. Same rend. Oh no, different rend. Rend too. Anyway, uh, what does he? Uh, what does he do? Give me, give me his keep counting ability. So, well, he's also got the the resilient save, but he's got keep counting. I'm watching you. Spoil spot, spoil pox scriveners are responsible for making sure that the plague bearers of their Taliban do not shirk. Yeah. Uh, at the start of the combat phase, you can say that this model will call for one count. If you do so, pick one friendly plague bearer unit, wholly within 14 of this model, and pick one of the following counts for that unit to carry out. The effect of that count lasts until the end of that phase. A unit cannot carry out more than one count per phase. Mm-hmm. Tally of, so the counts are, the first one is tally of blows. Add one to the attacks characteristic 
of melee weapons used by a unit carrying out this count. Mm -hmm. Then studied lacerations improved the rend characteristic of the melee weapons used by this unit carrying out this count by one. Mm -hmm. And then recorded stamina. Add one to save rolls for attacks that target a unit carrying out this count. It's yeah. good, right? Yeah, at the start of the combat phase. So it only happens in combat phase again. But yeah. I mean, again, those are all you want. You really want all of them. So, but you can't get all of them. So you just be choosing one count. Well, I think, the, I think the important point now is to quickly talk about some of the overlapping buffs. So Plague Bearers have got a 5-up save, 1 wound, and they're very brave at Bravery 10. And don't forget they move 4. But they've got 1 attack in combat that hits on 4s, wounds on a 3, no rend and 1 damage. However, what you can do now is you can stack plus 1 attack and mortals to hit on 6s, or plus 2 attacks from those 2 different sources if you ran to these Spoil Sparks and also Sloppity behind a block of 30. So you can have 30 attacks... Or you could have 20 attacks, well, sorry, you could have 30 attacks from 10 of them, or 90 attacks um, from 30 of them. Or you could have 60 attacks that do any 60s to hit are going to cause a more wound, which is quite nice. Because really, the thing about Plague Bearers for a very long time, thank you, Sheltog, um, you can also add an attack from a uh, great and clean one. And if you wanted to go mental, there's also another attack available from uh, um, uh, the Glockkin. So you can, I think. Well, I have four attacks per one, and sixes to hit are going to cause a mortal wound, which is that, pretty wild. The Glockkin's one hell of attacks. Yeah, I mean, he's not terrible, the Glockkin. Like, he's, like, he Isn't dies he 600 pretty... points, though? No, he's 400 points now. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, he, he's pretty It's been good. a long time since I've seen one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right. So, uh, Prop Joe's making some really good points in the chat as well. Uh, don't forget, as well as Nurgle Demons, reduce Ren by one in uh, in two of the ever-chosen sub-factions. So, there's a little bit of a bonus there. O'Neill's pointing out something to note is that Plague Drones also have the Plague Bearer keyword. I think one of the issues is is putting Plague Drones and having them wholly within range of these guys. The reason I really like Plague Bearers uh, specifically, though, for these buffs, not that I think Plague Drones are bad at all. One of the things that I like about them of course, yeah, is the fact that they have this rule, which is Cloud of Fires. Subtract one from hit rolls for attacks that target this unit in the shooting phase, but if it got 20 or more models, you subtract two from the hit rolls that target it in the shooting phase, and one from the hit rolls for attacks that target this unit in a combat phase. So in a Nurgle art, and they've also obviously got um, a disgusting resilience um, uh, save of a five up. So they've got, so they're effectively kind of got like a five up DPR on top of their armor save, which is pretty strong. Uh, so those 30 wounds being minus one to hit. And then also obviously you've got Geminids and some other stuff you could throw around if you wanted to. Uh, but just a, like an innate minus one to hit and then being able to stack plus attacks, I feel like is a, a really nice play and works quite nicely. Um, uh, but you could go the other way and make them even tankier, right? Uh, add plus one to their save. Um, they, uh, if they're near um, a Nurgle hero, they get to reroll one, so uh, that's pretty tanky as well. So you can make them quite survivable. So I quite like the idea of being able to move them up as a mobile kind of block, and then if you want, you know, you could take a punch by turning on these abilities. Because the important point about when you use these abilities is that you use them in the combat phase. I'm pretty certain for Sportsbox Scrivener, uh, which means that you can do it in your opponent's yeah. phase as well. Um, and also for Sloppity Bile Piper. So at the start of the combat phase, 
It's the yeah. sloppity, and at the start of the combat phase for sports box. So you can kind of use it as a charge reaction in some ways. You'd be like, right, cool, I'm being charged. I'm not going to get the choice. Yeah, in which situation um, I'm going to add uh, one to the save rolls for this unit uh, in one way. Like, so you can be really reactive. It's an incredible buff to Nurgle. And I think really how I would like to see support characters go, I think that this is really, really cool. Like, is it because one of them's a bard? <laughs> I mean, mainly because one of them's a bard. What's the but songs? Also... I think someone, if anyone's a musician, they should write the songs from the titles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think you should. Uh, Pete's made a good point in the chat. The play players obviously have got 32 mil base and they only have got one inch range on their weapons. So a bit of a, uh, a, bit of a problem if you want to turn them into a blender unit, uh, which makes sense. Um, uh, Rev says, uh, even better ally Glutos or Scolian in to a Nurgle army, bring Geminids, and that's a tasty minus four in shooting to be hit if they're within 12 inches of Glutos, and minus three to be hit in melee. Um, so that's uh, pretty rough. Uh, and also not forgetting that the pile-in six inches, if your opponent makes a rubbish charge, sorry, not the pile-in, the not pile-in spell, or not spell, song, if your opponent makes like a pretty weak charge, isn't able to bring a lot in, yeah, and just make it so that they can't pile in is really good. Like, yeah. Not... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, just really good, really, really, really great upgrades. Nathan, how do you feel about like these? Not only in the Nurgle Force, but as support characters, because I think they're well-written support characters for the first time. Oh yeah, they're super, super, super viable. They're they're like war chanters now, aren't they? They're almost uh, essential, you'd but say. Unlike war chanters, no rolling, right? Uh, yeah, war chanters don't roll. Don't they? To, to do the chant, they do. Oh yeah, the chant, but uh, the uh, the frenzy, the plus one damage uh, yeah, of thing. Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just they're just yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah, and and but they're costed appropriately, aren't they? I mean, they are. It's, it's still they're quite a. They're quite a hefty cost. 160 points now or something like that? 150 points? So, so 100, it's 140 points for the script 100. and 150 points for yeah. um, Sloppity Bar Piper. So, yeah, you, it's, it's not cheap. Yeah, it's, yeah, so it's quite a chunk for a little five-ruined model, but... With I a five-up DPR, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's... Yeah. But it's... Uh, the Yeah, I think it's only fair and... Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I just yeah, you're gonna see them, aren't you? I think so. They're, they're, I think they're, so. They're good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've made you made Nurgle forces better. Whether or not you be play drones, like O'Neill is saying in the chat, he says he doesn't think it's out of the question to save 14 contagion points and summon either Scrivener or Bar Piper after moving play drones up the field, and then summon them nine inches away from whatever they're about to charge. Is a nice idea. Um, mm. I don't mind having them in my list either and running up the board with some plague bearers, which are already tanky as hell. Uh, I also like the idea of sticking them in Legion of Chaos Ascendant, of course, as well. Uh, so have, um, and then you could have the spell so that they can um, uh, they can fight on death, which is a nice another nice little bonus, and I think is quite cool. So they've just got lots of lots of options, which is really fun. But I, I, the kind of key takeaway is that they've got they give your army flexibility by having a character in your army, which is great. And yes, it's I just choose the result. 
and I'm not so and how I'm not so certain how I feel about that. But it gives you as a player tactical flexibility, and I think that's excellent. I think that's really exciting. I think if you're playing Nurgle, like and both both characters are so fun. They're so like good looking models. They've got great narrative, and like the fact that they're in the army now is just really cool. I would say. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of this, and I think Games Workshop have done, uh, or most importantly, the Sin guy right now has done a really good job of producing those. So I think that's good. Um, uh, compare the price of Sloppity and uh, Sports Box against the Skink Priest. I mean, to be fair, yes, that's also another point. 150, 140 for these buff characters, Nathan, versus Hags uh, and also um, uh, Skink Priests. These guys are still better pointed, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're paying for a, a DPR, aren't you? But, I mean, it's almost double the points. Effectively. Effectively. And, and, and arguably, like, a, they worked very differently as well. Like, you know, a skink priest in the hero phase is like, go be scarier. And then, like, the skink's like, yeah, no problem. And this is like Sloppy's running up the board behind them like a lunatic. Yeah. Uh, I think the, <laughs> the only benefit, I think, to this buff over, I mean, the skink ones are kind of crazy gross anyway i think the benefit of these is like we said a minute ago like because they're a combat phase choice you can manipulate it to what you want that combat round can't you like you get yeah. charged you're like cool it's your scariest unit it made it like a 10 inch charge but you've got one model in no more pile in it's good it's good like yeah they I make a charge that's really interesting i think it's really interesting that they can keep changing on the fly and i like the idea of a slopper at the back playing his bagpipes singing early one evening my pustle was sleep seeping <laughs> and just like some lads at the back being like oh what the fuck's this guy like yeah, great yeah yeah great i think they've done a great job like a round of applause from me personally and i think i would like to see some of those support characters that we do have out there in the world i mean it's actually actually no let's balance that conversation a little bit how do you like skink priests and hags are probably too cheap right nathan what's a rune lord at points wise is it 120 110 uh i want to say 100 points but um i could be wrong on that uh 90 thanks granaldi i'm 90 wow you're all appreciated so again, still on the fairly cheap end, but how mm. do we feel about these four five wound characters, or five wound characters, let's just call them, although these guys have got technically a third more wounds. How do we feel about these characters in a world of Severith, like Rue Archers, um, I mean, not even them, like Croak with his uh, global kind of comics call spell, you know, do we really, like, I know we got the minus one to hit from Lookout, so, but that's about it. Do we, like, do we feel that these are actually over? I, I think that they're about right points wise, and I think that the hags and the rune lords and everything else is probably a bit too cheap. Although, actually, I mean, the rune lords is quite a bit, but like, like anyway, like we've either got characters that are in the eighty to ninety bracket, or we have the characters in the one forty one fifty bracket around there. And it's arguable that the one forty one fifty bracket guys need to come down because there's just a lot of persistent threats that exist in the meta that can take them out. Like a lot of persistent threats, be that targeted spells, be that like, I mean, Kairos through a portal, just turning a bloke into a spawn straight off James, which I know you love, you know. Best best ability, Severith, 10 out of 10. Yeah, Severith, Sentinels, uh, like Shadow Stonkers, there's a bunch of characters that are, are not safe. Nathan, you got any thoughts about like reducing the points of these? And maybe, like, mm. it, it sounds fair, but actually maybe they should be a bit cheaper. 
Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at all the other buff characters that are similar thing, then you would want them to be priced similar to them. I, th- I do think some of those could come up. And these have probably got room to come down 20 points or so. Uh, War Chanter is 110 points. And yeah. six wounds on a War Chanter, though. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't have a five up DPR. So these guys are probably more survivable than a War Chanter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, because they yeah. at least get a save against the Mortals. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and they've got a better save. Uh, in general, against normal wounds as well. These guys got a th- four up, three, uh, five, five, up, up, five up, five up. So War Chanter's got a four up. I want to say, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so these guys have got a five up, five up. The War Chanter's only got a four up. So I'd say they're similar survivability. The old oh, these guys are probably more survivable than a War Chanter, and they've got more buff selection. So they probably are more and points. it's automatic. They just choose. Yeah. Um, which yeah. So whereas some some things you have to roll for, like the Rune Lord. But that just goes to show how badly pointed things like the bloody skink star Pre-star. priesters. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Com- they should yeah. like want. I mean, like we're not. What's interesting is we're talking about survivability, but like I think one of the key points really here, is, I mean, War Chanter, Skink Priest, and these guys is a really good kind of conversation in that like you're rolling to do a prayer on like the War Chanter is like an automatic buff, which is amazing and arguably is really why that whole army is able to play. I think if you were just like, hey, no War Chanter plus one damage now, like they drop several levels in competitive ability, like straight off the bat, like they just drop down. Uh, or you just change your playstyle very significantly. Instead of ever going for output, you play a kind of more defensive Leo, uh, Ratunan kind of style, like uh, Iron Jaws. Um, but yeah, you, but you've got one automatic ability and then one ability you can you can do a buff from on a three up, and that's arguably better than a wizard who's in the one forty one fifty category, because a wizard is casting and you can try and stop a cast, so you've got that available. These guys are automatically picking something, which is great. However. Skink Priest is automatically picking something, casting a spell, and generating a fucking... Although that one is 140, but the lower ones are, have got a 3-up and picking the ability in their sub-100 points, and that's bonkers. So those guys just need to come up points anyway. So I think you're right there. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh... <laughs> uh, right, okay. Uh, so there's also Battalion. There's all... Oh, no, before we get to the Battalion, maybe, maybe our good friend John Etland... A huge fan of the Beasts of Nurgle uh, will be happy about their change. Nate, do you want to uh, take us through the Beasts of Nurgle War Scroll? Sure thing. Let's just pull it up again. Uh, right. So, Beasts of Nurgle. Beasts of Nurgle are huge, slug-like abominations that are possessed of an exuberance at odds with their horrific appearance. They gleefully rip and crush their playmates until their joy proves lethal before lolloping off in search of new victims. So these guys are uh, eight wounds with a five-up save. Okay. Uh, Eight wounds with a five-up save, bravery ten, uh, and they move five inches. 
They move five uh, inches. They do. Yeah. They've got uh, so melee weapons. They've got clawed limbs and a fanged maw, which is one inch. Four attacks, fours, threes, minus one, doing two damage. It's quite nice. Yeah. And then tentacles and slobbering tongue, which is d6 attacks, fours, threes, no rend, doing one damage. Uh, there we go. And they've also got disgusting resilient, so they're five up DPR. On on eight wounds is yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, abilities-wise, they've got other ones they've got is acid slime trails. So the paralytic glue goo seeps from the skin of these disgusting creatures. Before this unit makes a retreat move, roll the dice for each enemy unit within three, and on a four-up, the unit takes D3 mortal wounds. Mm -hmm. So it's nice, especially because they are attention seekers, and the beasts of Nurgle seek out playmates with an enthusiasm that is really reciprocated by the horrified objects of their desire. Story of my this love life. unit can run and or retreat and still charge later in the same turn. In addition, when this unit retreats, it can pass across other models in the same manner as a model that can fly. So we know oh. who wrote this one. The cheeky in addition. Yeah. Um, yeah, so run and retreat. So that movement five, run, run and charge. Obviously, Nurgle wheel faster. Um, the bell uh, on a great and clean one faster. So these guys could be pretty quick, not super fast, but you know you could be looking at maybe ten inches plus um, uh, quite comfortably, and then maybe some runs and charges. Uh, so that's quite interesting, I think. And then the last one, yeah. is, sorry. And then the last one is pestilent battering rams. The beasts of Nurgle smash into enemy battle lines, crushing the enemy and unleashing. Myriad uh, unleashing myriad plagues as they flail around with joy. After a model from this unit finishes a charge move, roll the dice for each enemy unit within one inch of that model. On a two up, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. If the unit has more than one model roll to determine if mortal wounds are inflicted after each model finishes its charge move, but do not allocate the mortal wounds until all of the models in the unit have finished their charge moves. Mm -hmm. So, uh, basically, a 2 plus take D3 mortal wounds. If you've got two of them in the unit, then uh, you get to roll one for each model, and that's 2D3, potentially mortal wounds on the charge. Then if you leave, if you're somehow survived in combat, you leave, uh, and then on 4-up, another D3 mortal wounds, and then you've also got uh, the combat attack as well, because obviously you've got run and charge and retreat and charge. So some really fun stuff there. Um, uh, there are 120 points, though, thanks to Pete in the chat. Uh, so they've gone up by 50 points. But they've also, mm. like, they, they, they've always had um, uh, the uh, mortal wounds when they leave. But I think maybe 120 points is not too bad, like, truth be told. Honestly, like, the 5-up save's pretty rough, but the 5-up DPR basically is really the save you're rolling on. Uh, so you've got a 5-up, five 5-up. Five um, a cheeky one of them in your list maybe that plague bearer block makes it so you can't pile in um you know you get the little charge on the flank you do some mortal wounds and you run away it's not brilliant by any stretch of the imagination i think i think ultimately it's a bit of a gimmick it's not really going to work um there's also the battalion from the core book which we're all still huge fans of uh, with articular slimmix of course and his ability yep. to plant multiple trees with beasts of chaos at the same time which is really really cool 
Um, however, I don't think it's going to make it into competitive play. But it is an upgrade. It's not quite the same level of upgrade um, that the um, uh, the turtle got for Ideneth Deepkin. But it's still better than it was. And you could run a really fun-looking army with a bunch of Beast and Nurgle in the list, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, they're not completely garbage, are they? They are maybe a tad on the expensive side, but they are they are fun. And if you want to play them, then there's no reason why not to. Definitely. And then when yeah. you you can summon them too, I imagine. You can. So I guess like there's a there's a point, isn't there, where like if you're like, all right, they've got like four models on that back objective, and this thing can like shimmy around at the end of the game maybe with a run in a child i mean that's all i can see it really doing and i can never just summon, like you would just them. summon play bearers instead really mm. yeah but look how cute it's well if you i've gotten on in my case i've just got one of these lads it's gotta do his, <laughs> it's gotta do the business it's all i got left yeah yeah uh, but so not great not great but there's some nice like tech in there Maybe if they came down points, because I think these are the ones that can come down points. Uh, Razordon's currently 80 points with skinked handlers. Salamander's 110 points has been pointed out in the chat <laughs> with hand handlers. 120 points for these fellas. Uh, no access to a teleport. Uh, running about the place um, and not that survivable. Sentinel's 140, uh, so another extra 20 points. I could shoot you from 36 inches away. Um, so really, I don't think they really like make it into the meta based on their war score and the points that they're at, but bring them down some points next GHB. Put them down to, like I don't know, 100, maybe 90 points. You've got a unit that you can play around with, I think. Like It's kind of like, think of it as like a mini chariot, which would be quite cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, I mean, yeah, you compare them to the those things, and again... It's so hard to justify anything when you compare them to bloody salamanders and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, and you have to, because that's the way the world works. Yeah. Unfortunately. Because yeah. um, that's what they'll be fighting against. Yeah. They will. They will. I mean, even like a unit of hard boys. How much is a unit of hard boys now? Five of them for 110? 100? 100 points, yeah. Yeah, and that's 10 wounds with a four up save. Who probably beat this guy up in a combat over time? Uh, you're scoring. You got more bodies on the objective. You're scoring more. Um, so yeah, it's just a, there's a there's a bunch of and that's without damage too <laughs> on their weapon profiles. <laughs> uh, anyway, and then also because they don't work as well with the the other release as well because they've already got a lot of attacks on their war scroll. So having plus one on them is like yeah whatever. Like sixes to hit doing mortal wounds is not really a thing either. Um, although you know if you roll hot. You could be getting 10 attacks from each one, but it's much better to, to run around with playbearers, I think. Right, okay. So, um, I'm hoping, by the way, this means that they're re-looking at the Nurgle book, and we do see a Nurgle book at some point, because you now have to have three books if you're going to play with Nurgle, uh, which is, it seems a bit, to be honest. So, There's a, also a War Scroll Battalion, which is uh, bold of them. Um, and that is called the uh, the Invidian Play Coast. So you take a Sloppity Bar Piper and a Sportsbox Scrivener, which are already taken because they make our army way better, but their named characters are unique, so unfortunately that means no artifacts for you. And then two units of Plague Bearers, which is nice. Um, and then uh, a first time a Plague Bearers unit is from this battalion is destroyed, a new Plague Bearer unit with 10 models is added to your army, and you set it up wholly within your territory, Wholly within 16 inches of the edge of the battlefield and more than 9 inches away from enemy units. So it's really 
really, really bad. Right at the back of the board, really far away from anything, is where you set them up. Yeah. So hold it within your territory. Uh, within six inches is the edge of the battlefield and more than nine inches from the enemy. Now, your territory sometimes can be quite broad. It might be the sides. Could be the sides. Yep. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I just, uh, I'm not a fan. And then the command trait is um, add one to the bravery characteristic of a Nurgle Demons unit from this battalion uh, while they're holding within inches, uh, 14 inches of Sloppity Bile Piper. So I would say the fact that, I mean, now it's not a terrible battalion. Um, you know, summon 10 play bearers. If you took two units of 10 and then you had the, the two named Bile Pipers and then you wanted to have some other play bearers, you took the named ones and stuck it behind a big unit of proper 30 play bearers. It's quite cool. And then those two other tens, maybe not terrible, maybe, um, but I wouldn't say brilliant. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it depends what else is in the army. If you want, if you can use the other artifact, etc. I probably got a great unclean one. Maybe another. Yeah, maybe a couple of great unclean ones or something, but I don't know. It's... Yeah, it's not wonderful. How many points is it again? Sorry, one, one. Is it one forty? I thought it was one forty. One forty. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So so. It's yeah. I mean, ten plague bearers basically getting them for one forty, plus the extra command point, which is always nice, and. Uh, and, a, and an uh, artifact, and an yeah, artifact and a, in your army, and an artifact which hopefully you'll find useful. So yeah, yeah. yeah but you, would, not, you would also not bad. Yeah, but you'd be spending a lot, really. But like maybe, maybe I think it's. But there are better battalions already for Nurgle. I think so. Like as a recap for us all, I think Nurgle has genuinely got better. There's been a huge update for Nurgle in this, in those two characters, and they've got some much needed buff pieces in their army to support units that they were already taking plague bearers i don't know if people are already play, taking plague drones but plague drones more viable now which is really mm. nice um and then i think you're going to see an uptick in in the usage of these models which is really cool more diversity in a nurgle list not just blight kings huge positive great update excellent work games workshop really happy got any feelings on it james or should we move on uh, no, I, it's good, isn't it? I, I'm not sure I'd ever take that battalion because I think there's so many in the Nurgle book and the second book that there's probably a better one to take and not take named characters and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But I think like it's nice. I think it's always nice, isn't it? And it's nice to see, like, I think it's a good Nurgle buff. It should change the models we see, and it's not dumb strong. All positives. Yeah, yeah and it gives huge, the player really choices. Good. Yeah, it gives the yeah, player choices. I think, I think you're right, so I'll just reiterate it. But, like, I think like how those buff characters work in a game that should be about decisions and playing like the fact that you're like cool you've charged me i do this or i've charged you i do this like i think that's great big fan yeah uh, and one of the things i'd like to ask about sportsbox scrivener really quickly kind of looking at his very long kind of nose you know is why can't a nose be 12 inches long james yeah absolutely it should be yeah because then it would be a foot yeah, smell um, everything outside. <laughs> Stop putting maths in the show. I don't like it. It's mainly doing dad jokes. That's what I was mainly aiming for. Nathan <laughs> got it. Uh... <laughs> You're right, going to okay. give those plague bearers extra bravery at this rate. That's what I'm aiming for. That's yeah. what I'm aiming for. 
Oh, James, how does a penguin uh, stick its house together? I don't know. You tell me. It glues it. All right, so Cities of Sigmar. Yeah, the free cities battle trait. So this is the settler's gain. Um, and this, so this is a new Cities of Sigmar, which includes Lumineth, uh, which I think is fun. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll talk about the Cities of uh, Settler's Gain battle traits. So uh, they're from the Realm of Heesh. You can choose one extra Settler's Gain free guild hero or arcane hero to have an artifact of power in the Settler's Gain army. In addition, you could add one to the casting rolls for Settler's Gain college arcane wizards collegiate arcane wizards and actually this is really exciting straight away because if you've got um if you've got some like bonuses like sorry you've already got bonuses to cast from the hurricane and which you're already taking already so an additional plus one to cast is excellent on these spells and also gaining an extra artifact is quite cool even if ah oh, diadrin thanks for the bits donation uh that's lovely of you um so yeah like I think this is a nice, nice update. Is it as good as Tempest Eye? No. Is it as good as Hammerhall? No. Is it as good as, um, uh, God, what's it called? Hallahart. Hallahart, of course not. Um, but it's nice, right? It's nice and thematic. Uh, and then you've got Warriors of the High Districts, which is uh, that you're able to basically have one in four units be Lumineth, and it isn't, and also one in four units also be Stormcast, which is quite nice. Uh, so they which is a little bit of math to work out, basically. Um, but it means you can have Stormcast and Lumineth in a City's Sigmar army, which is quite cool, I think. That's quite nice. Uh, and then the Commandability is Elven Training, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, is a nice start note. <laughs> uh, right, is you can use this Commandability at the start of the Battleshock phase, and this is really good. Uh, if you do so, pick one friendly settler's game, Lun Lumineth Realm Lord's Hero. Do not take Battleshock tests in that phase for uh, anyone basically in that army uh, within range of that hero. So an 18-inch nice. bubble of immune to Battleshock for one CP, which is... So someone's just put Magic uh, Horn has just talked about Dwarf Tears. So it doesn't say um, uh, Free Guild... Sorry, so Free Guild and College just gain the most bonuses. They do. They do gain it. Um, however, that's what I, I would say. So Because it's one Lumineth Realm Lord's hero uh, so Settlers Gain Lumineth Realm Lords Hero. Do not take Battleshot tests for friendly Settlers Gain Free Guild or Settlers Gain College Arcane units within 18 inches of the hero. So yeah. you're better off you're better off with like your handgunners, let's say, or something like yeah. that. Well, yeah. Well, dwarves don't want to be hanging around with these nutcases, so that's fine. Well, do you know what? I would argue that there's some there's some good opportunity cost for doing some. Uh, <laughs> fit some dwarves in here but we'll talk about it in a minute so the yeah. command traits uh you've got three one of them lets you fly one of you on a four plus you gain a command point and another one you add one to hit and wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons with this general but subtract one from the save rolls made with melee weapons that target this general which i think is uh -huh. interesting mm -hmm. so the artifacts of power are okay the one i really like is blade of leaping bronze which is plus two to the attacks characteristic of that weapon so if you double that mm. up with the command trait, you can have a pretty smashy character, uh, which I think is quite nice. Um, you've also got an ability to come back on a four-up if you're slain with one wound, which is terrible. Uh, I'm not into that at all. Um, uh, this is uh, There's another one where you reduce, like you basically can unbind a spell for free and it doesn't cost you, or dis unbind an endless spell, sorry, or dispel an endless spell. Uh, you can attempt to cast an extra spell with a silver-plated wand. 
Um, and then you've also... <laughs> Why would you ever take the other one, then, if you could take that? What, plus one spell? Oh, I, yeah. You'd just take the plus one spell. You'd never take the... You don't reduce the number of spells you can attempt to cast if you've attempted to dispel an endless spell. I mean, you've got plus one to cast. I can do that, or I cannot do that. And, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> and then amulet of haste. Roll a dice after the bear finishes normal move, uh, and they ran on a two plus. They can still make a charge later, which is whatever. And then there's another one uh, which gives you a six up DPR save and a spell ignore on a five. The uh, spell law. There are three spells. They're all rubbish, uh, but I'll quickly fly through them. Um, Drain magic is cast on a six and if successfully cast into your next hero phase subtract two from casting dispelling and unbinding rolls for wizards within 12 inches of the caster and that's what i find i do i have my wizard right next to all my opponent's <laughs> wizards <laughs> wizard fight <laughs> sexy gandalf should not be at the front <laughs> sexy gandalf should only be at the back go on meg you keep making them videos right so then uh, <laughs> uh the shield of light is cast on the six you pick a uh you pick one friendly unit wholly within 12 of the caster until your next hero phase uh they have a six up dpr which is not good and then illuminate is a casting value of six if successfully cast pick one enemy unit within 12 inches of the caster visible to them to your next hero phase add one to hit rolls for attacks they have my whistle weapons that target that unit now that's the one i really like Right, so that's everything that you get from Settler's Gain. Plus one to cast. Um, you can take some Lumineth characters, which is quite nice, uh, and put them in your army, and you can really start fucking around with stuff. And you can build a pretty, pretty outputy combat character. Right, plus two attacks, plus one um, uh, to hit and to wound, but you reduce your save by one. So I think you can make like a a pretty beaty character. I wouldn't probably use a Star Drake, to be honest. I'd probably use something else, and also. Um, the fact that you gain a Lumineth Realm Lord's hero to use the command ability. But that command ability, actually, is, I think, really interesting. I don't know how you feel, Nath. Wholly within 18 inches of a model, um, you're immune to Battleshock is pretty significant. And the fact that you can make a, a tanky character. But the thing that's made this uh, most exciting, I would say, is actually the War Scroll Battalion. The Zintal War Ma Magi. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no! Why? I haven't seen it, but I just know what models are in it. <laughs> okay, so it's got a hurricane, a hurricaneum, a luminarch, and it's got um, a, a battle mage as well. Or most importantly, Arcoblade Lazarine is who is in here. They're I mean, that's named. a good name. That's a great name. Yeah, uh, hard to spell when you first at school, but other than that, good name. Later on, you're just loving it, right? Now, yes. the battle mage from this battalion is unique name character and must be from Heesh. All units from this battalion must have the settlers game keyword, right? So, and the Luminarch of Heesh um, isn't uh, with a character on, I don't think, uh, nor is the Celestial Hurricane, which makes it not quite as good, but it does make it cheaper. Uh, no, the Hurricane comes with a battle mage. Oh, of course it does. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Which means it's not a named character as well. So if you want yeah. to, you could give him an artifact, which is cool. Uh, yeah. And that's what I would do, because I'd like to talk about this. Yeah, so 740 points in total. But but the beacon of intellect is... So this is the ability you get. When you use Searing Beam of Light for the uh, Luminarch of Heesh from this battalion, you can re-roll the roll that determines if a unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. And the Luminarch of Heesh has got a really good output. Like a straight line, 30 inches, anything hit by it, D3 mortal wounds, you can re-roll it. So that's nice. In addition, when the Aura of Protection ability from the Luminarch from this battalion add one 
to the roll that determines if a wound or mortal wound is negated. So a six-up DPR goes from a five-up DPR. And that turns Daughters of Cain from a good army to an amazing army, like not too long ago. And I think that battalion is something really interesting. Because one of the things that you see a lot, a lot in Cities of Sigmar, of course, at the moment, is a lot of bodies on the board, whether you're going like Tempesai and Dispossessed, and you're going for that first turn having a really good armor save and you can just tank a bunch of stuff. Or you have very expensive Phoenix Guard who've got a 4-up armor save and a 4-up DPR. So they're just basically 60 wounds as opposed to just a fat 30 wounds. What this does is because there is a load, a load of shit in the Cities of Sigmar army. Loads of lads who are like, I wouldn't mind having a 5-up DPR for like being as part of this battalion. Specifically, I think of things like handgunners. Like, or, like, probably not Free Guild Guard, but Hangulars. Like, I just like the idea of a bunch of Free Guild Guard with a, like, we got a five-up DPR, lads, just walk, <laughs> walking around the board, not giving a shite, having a great day. Yeah, so so if you wanted to, you could go that way, right? You could go super, like, like uh, efficient, and you could just get a lot of wounds with a five-up DPR that can do some fun stuff that's immune to Battleshock if you go Free Guild. The other way to take it, as Grinaldi's pointed out, Sneak some fucking dwarves into this fucking elven fucking shit, right? Let's get them dwarves right in there, yeah? Because Someone then... have to build the walls. Because <laughs> dwarven <laughs> bodies are pretty cheap. And put in a five-up... Now, you won't get the immune to Battleshock bubble because it doesn't affect free guild, which I think is the reason you go free guild with this kind of, like, list. But you get some pretty solid pluses to cast because the Hurricaneum, plus one to hit across the army, five-up DPR. It's fucking good, man. Yeah, Eternal Guard with a three up, five up. There you go. Like, oh, it's Iron good. Breakers, yeah. That's yeah, with a three yeah. up, five up. Fuck. Mm. Oh, then f- yes. <laughs> what about uh, Phoenix Guard? Wouldn't would they? Because no, because you can't, own. you can't get, and you can't get stacking DPRs. Really, yeah. what you're doing is you find there's a battalion that we found, uh, and you have to play Settlers' Gain, but you can build a really survivable army. Does there's a linchpin of that Hurricaneum? Not Hurricaneum. Sorry, the Luminarch surviving. But I think it's. I think you could do something really fucking good with that battalion. Like, do yeah. I think you can win? Do I think it's well, a Seraphon level? No. Go on, Nate. Sorry. You can also take Stormcast in there as well and give them the DPR. So, pretty also good. Also a great option. Yeah. yeah. A bunch, what a unit of fifteen protectors. Just yeah. Having well... a great time. <laughs> oh, I love protectors. Best models. Let's <laughs> stomp them giants now. All that damage and a DPR. Yeah. yeah. Stormcast so... back, baby. So this is just promoted, in my opinion, huge list diversity for Cities of Sigmar. I think that that's the big takeaway. I think the rest of the Settlers' Gain stuff's quite nice because you almost always took a Hurricaneum anyway. So that means effectively you've got plus two to cast, which is pretty good. Um, and also, sorry, I just want to reiterate the spell law, which I thought was really nice. Because if you, if you were thinking about kind of max efficient it, efficient, oh God, whatever. Raging Outburst is the spell. Is add one to hit and wound rolls for attacks made by... Oh, no, sorry. Not that. The spell law. Sorry. sorry. Illuminate. Illuminate. Has yeah. a casting value of six. If successfully cast, pick one enemy unit within 12 inches of the caster that is visible to them. Don't forget, you could use the spell portal if you wanted. And until your next hero phase, add one to hit rolls for attacks made by missile weapons. So you could... A whole bunch of units could really do with that plus one to hit. If you were looking to build a kind of like cheap free guild gun line that's very tanky, would be super weird. Yeah, you can also put 30-inch range archers in. You could also put 30-inch range archers in, James. Thanks for pointing that out. Don't even need line of sight. 
true. That's true. Uh, I mean, you could also put in the luminescent stuff so you don't have to put techless in, because uh, techless obviously giving out that five up DPI out a DPR aura. So you've got so many good tools coming out of that battalion. I think the fact, and it's only it's only because you give it a five up DPI aura. That's it. And the range, I think, oh, it's not eighteen. I'm sure it's fourteen or something weird. Let me just double check uh, the range on the luminarch. Come and have a look. Yeah, it's okay. I've got it. It is. Oh, it's ten inches. So it's 10 inches, but it's on a pretty big base. And just if you just move it sideways, then it's a pretty big aura, right? Ultimately, just have it moving. Can you see what I mean, Nathan, about using it with Dispossessed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, using it with anything, it's great. Five up, five up ward save is very nice thing to have, yeah. Very, very nice. It's 100% better than a six up. <laughs> yes, loads better. Sequiturs and Lord Arcanum. Uh, Umbral Spell Portal and Illuminate is also a good shout if you wanted those 36 mm. shooters uh, with plus one to hit is a, a way to take it. I don't think I'd go for that, though. I think what this really feels like is you just load up on cheap bodies and then you give them plus one to hit. Don't forget, you're also getting plus one to hit from the Hurricaneum. So you're effectively getting plus two to hit if they're <laughs> within 12 inches. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably more likely to want. Uh, uh, I mean, because you still got empowered endless spells, so which is great. So you're probably looking at maybe a bridge or a boat or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, bridge plus iron drakes. That's a classic. I think one of the things you want to obviously look around is like you could either either go for something that's a bit more MSUE with shooters and looking for that. I think the spell casting is pretty good as well. Just plus two to cast with the hurricaneum and the kind of spell law. I think that's good. Artifacts are also the the um, the battalion also gives you obviously access to a CP, which is nice, of course. But an extra artifacts that means you've three artifacts in your army, like from this. So that's how uh, cool. how sold out Illuminarchs now? Uh, <laughs> Do we just sell them all? <laughs> They're good. The people should have them anyway. I think I think the fact that it's just turned from a six up to a five up in that battalion makes it really, really, really good. Um, and also and great. Was... Great output. Do you know what the output is, James, on those guys? It's fucking great. Let me um, let me just read it out to you. So it's a 30-inch shot. It's only one shot, right? But it yep. automatically hits. You roll it. Um, it's uh, do not use this attack sequence. Instead, pick one point on the battlefield within range. This model searing beam of light invisible to them. Then draw a point. So basically, draw a straight line. Roll a dice for each unit as models pass across this line. For each roll that is equal to or greater than the searing beam of light, it takes D3 mortal wounds. And it buddies up super well with um, uh, the Hurricaneum, right? Because of its spell, which is Chain Lightning, which is really, 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 really good. So uh, Chain Lightning is um, casting value of eighty uh, 6, sorry, and you pick a unit within 18 inches, um, they suffer D3 mortal wounds, and then roll a dice for every enemy unit within 6 inches of the original target. On a 4+, plus, they take D3 mortal wounds. So, And then they've got a shooting attack, which is uh, unwounded, you end up with three storms of uh, Shtemek attack. Oh, no, one attack now. Is that right? Uh, the storm of Shtemek. Um, uh, roll a number of dice equal to the storm of Shtemek. Yeah, so you've got three attacks initially. On a two plus, you take D3 mortal wounds. So if you got within 18 inches, let's just call it 18 inches, you would do three units would take D3 mortal wounds from storm of Shtemek on a two up. You would have a, a line of shots that would do D3 mortal wounds basically through your opponent's army in a straight line. And then you could do Chain Lightning with plus two to cast um, and then looking to bounce that through your opponent's army. So it's a lot of mortal wounds. I think it's really good. I like it loads. 
loads and loads. Is it top tier? No. Is it really good? Fuck yes. So uh, also um, like great models and actually like because I was just nosing thirty five pound a model, and currently in the weird box for fifty quid for all three of them lads. Oh, is it still on sale? The box? Yeah, still fifty oh. quid. I can like it's still there, still on the website. It's still in stock and it's still fifty quid. It's honestly great, great box, great units as well. Wicked models, um, really, really cool. I'm a huge fan of that kit. I think it's really fun. Do I think you're going to be able to build like um, you might be able to build a pretty top end army? I think with that five up DPR bubble, um, will it take I, tournaments? I'm not sure. I think I, I think in the right hands of the right player, maybe it could because I also think like those cities books have so many models that people don't even remember what they do. <laughs> What the? I mean, Hurricaneums everywhere. It's in every list, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, there's probably some janky stuff that we can put in there, or someone will find that goes in there that having a five pup DPR really like makes it strong. I think it's just I, there's some cheap bodies in there, man, and immune to battle shock as well. Like, so how much? Uh, how much are pistoliers at the minute? Like, I mean, you could go for the pistoliers, so then you use illuminate. Um, let me just find out how much some of this stuff is because I think you can go for some really janky stuff. So let's just bring up War Scroll Builder. Um, big shout out to Tony P, uh, the Warhammer hero that we all need. Um, so I think that's important. Nathan, how much is the Dispossessed stuff? Uh, which which ones are you looking at? What well, would you I'll like? Look, I'll look at them now. So if you want, James, Black Art Corsairs um, uh, is 280 points, I think, for 40, uh, which is go. pretty wild. Bleak Swords, I think you get 40 for 320 points. So you could have two bricks of 40 Bleak Swords with a 5-up DPR. They suck, though, so don't do that. Pistolers uh, are 100. Pistolers are 100. And don't forget, you can make them immune to Battleshock uh, and give them a 5-up DPR with a command point, which is super cool. Um, uh, the uh, What are the other ones? You could go Flagellants if you wanted to. Uh, Freegal Greatswords are only 360 points with plus one to hit. Would be super fun. Uh, the Crossbowmen are 100. Uh, the Freegal Guard are 280 points for, I think it's 40? So you could have a load of wounds with a 5-up DPR. Yep. Mm. You could go Great Eagles because they're still on the... They're still an option. What? Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so there's loads of options, right? You could do some really, really good stuff. Is the basics... Um, and uh, yeah, Tw what Twitch chat? What do you think, Nathan? You got any thoughts? Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's not a bad city, really. Uh, it, it does revolve a fair bit about taking that battalion, I reckon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, but don't yeah. forget, you could put the Lawmaster into that army from Lumineth Realm Lords. You could just go hold an objective, which is quite fun. Oh um, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Guy. That fucking twins. guy. <laughs> what about those twins? Nobody you put knows. the twins well, yeah. in if you want. To, if you want to generate loads of CP, but the twins are expensive. Um, yeah. Can I just thank the Lord Whale for donating ten pounds to the show? That's lovely. And thanks to Comrade Parrot for following us. Um, uh, <laughs> so that's the the Broken Realms Techless book, and we've done the Lumineth stuff last week. We've done uh, the Nurgle and um, the Cities bit this week. So ignoring Flesh Eater Courts, which is rubbish. Like, I gotta say, really impressed by what they've done. I think they've given us a competency, which is cool. Um, mm. uh, I would say that they've obviously improved two of the factions significantly. I mean, one very significantly, and then both. So, I think all over as a review, 10 out of 10. 
yeah the thing about that um settler's gain it means if you like the look of the elf models if there's something wrong with you or whatever then you can buy a few of them and just add it to your city of sigma armor you can at least play with them and then yeah so it's it's quite a good way of just getting a small force together and being able to include it in stuff that you've got already agreed so yeah that's, which gives you added flexibility so it's cool okay good james you got any thoughts uh, it's nice isn't it Has, have you read the narrative rob uh, i have not or when specifically not talking about it yet because it only came out on saturday right so i think yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Like... i just wanted i just wanted a thumbs up thumbs up thumbs down maybe but yeah i'm excited i'm really excited to read that and i think it's cool like anytime a book adds some cool rules um i mean like the nurgle ones i think is exciting i'd like to see some plague bearers back on a board because they make me laugh it's a shame they didn't buff nurglings 10 times because that would have been great <laughs> but other than that big fan okay uh diving love the lore in the book we'll t- we could maybe talk about it next week if you want um I, I'm, yep. I'm super happy to talk about the law next week i think it'd be fun also to deep dive like another kind of one of those like performing lists at the moment at the top end because uh, i really enjoy those deep dives and i think that's super good uh but yeah um i think o- overall uh, a great set of stuff and i think we're quite lucky actually that we've been getting really good output from games workshop like the first one felt a bit like a bit rough maybe because the idolaters stuff was a bit all over the place and i don't know if anyone remembers mist harvin does anyone remember that that was a thing? Uh, that crack den. Yeah, I remember that place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was a thing. Hello, Tristan. Thanks for being in the chat. Uh, my man, uh, he sent me flowers. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, like, but it seems like this book is is on form. Excited for the next book because it feels like the, the Sin guy is writing all of these books. That's kind of how I feel. Like there's been some real thought put into it. So, um, uh, Bellicor next. Uh, oh my god. Um, Bellicor next. So, uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, right, okay. That's it. That's it for the show. I'm just talking, but there's really nowhere to take this, so I'm ending the show. Ending it. That, That's what I'm doing. That, uh, that law seeker guy is uh, pretty tasty if you give him some of those extra attacks as well, eh? Right. Uh, although, is he, he's unique, so he's. But I don't know if he's unique named. There's only one of him. Yeah, there's only one of him. Yeah, but he can still take artifacts, Connie? Or not? No. I don't uh, isn't so. it named characters can't take it, though, can they? Not unique. So if he's unique, he can still take one because he's not named? Unique unique uh, can, you name can't, I think, is the situation. Um, so yeah uh, well, so uh, at the moment the the rules, the, uh, yeah, he yeah. exists as the only unique non-named hero in the game so he might become a named hero is what we're talking about let's yeah. call him let's call him Ron <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, I wanted to be called but Marcus Rock points out waiting for the FAQ as it happened for the Blue Scribes uh, so we're pretty certain that he can't. I wouldn't try and th- think about giving the law seeker. Um, uh, uh, thing, yeah, fair enough. All right. Right, okay, well, let's go do a raid. Uh, any shout-outs before we head off, Nathan, James? I'll shout out my fantastic team member, just a fantastic guy, all one word, some uppercase letters uh, inside there. Uh, yeah, we're going to kick everybody's ass in a tournament very soon. Mm. 
you're going to lose. Uh, after after me and uh, Nick have done with wiping the floor with James and Owen, it's going to be an easy game, easy life. <laughs> you're going to get snowballs and rats all over you. <laughs> <laughs> James, any uh, any uh, shout-outs? Lord Whale, I did thank you for donating £10. I did. What a legend. Thank you so much. Uh, James, you got any shout-outs? I am... Um... I I say I would shout out um, about the team event, but I don't need to because me and Owen have already won. Okay. Um, so big shout out to everyone in the chat. It's been a lovely little evening. And uh, next week, uh, this week, I'm going to read it all. I'm going to read all of them because I've still not read Marathi. So this week, I'm going to read it all. We should like next week get like, like, like really into it. I should be like, right, Nagash, tell me your feelings, James. You'll be like, right fucking livid with this in this do you know what i mean like each character will go through individually fine yeah. i'm reading it all this week i'm gonna all right done. Well, there's nathan... only like 50 60 pages there's hardly any so it's fine all yeah. right nathan how right, do you know how fast i read all right fucking destruction yeah do that <laughs> bedtime story time well, I want to thank... Uh, I really want a law show. All right, we'll do that next week. Uh, maybe Dan will be back. So it'll take four to 18 hours for a law show with Dan here. Um, uh, and I'm in for it. I'm living for it, in fact. Uh, fuck all pictures, though. Correct, Diadrid. <laughs> Nathan just looks at the pics. Think of James. We've got to read the words. Nathan just looks at the pictures over 60 pages. Fair. It takes him minutes. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the Twitch chat. Thanks to everyone on Patreon. Thanks to the podcast. You guys are brilliant. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, it's been great. Don't forget, we're live all this week. We're also doing live coverage this Saturday of a tournament. So obviously tune in for that. Let's go raid someone on Twitch. Nathan Prescott will give you the choice today. Would you like to raid? Um, would you like to raid someone uh, into Warhammer or into something weird? <laughs> uh, I will go with... Uh... Warhammer, I think. Oh, Nathan, you've got to Okay, all right. So, yeah. uh, who would you like to raid? Would you like to raid? I'll give you some options for. Yeah, yeah, you do that. Uh, so, there's Lou Wonderland, who I think is painting skinks, uh, but is a girl. Um, uh, there is. Uh, it's quite nice to say what they're painting. That's good. Someone's painting an Escher gang. Uh, which is uh, some Necromunda. Uh, someone is painting some ball grins. Apparently, um, Lou is great. Uh, yeah, and and then what else? Uh, someone is painting up their Blood Bowl gang. Uh, who and it looks like it might be Gits. I don't know. I don't think it is. It's not. Lance. Oh, and someone is painting up a Fire Split, a Battlesmith. But I think we've raided him before. Um, at oh, Silver okay. So who do well, I think we, we should do the AOS one. So let's do the skink person, whatever, okay. whoever that was. Yeah. Okay, that's Lou Wonderland. That's who we're going to raid today. Nice. Uh, uh, so uh, everyone jumps in the chat. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. Um, he'll choose skinks. He did. He did. So make sure you say some nice stuff. Uh, ask people some questions or whatever else we do. Uh, thanks, James. Thanks, Nathan, for being on the show. You guys are great. Thank you. And don't forget to go and vote for Dan's thing. Um, the link will be in the show notes. Go link, like, um, or whatever he needs. Uh, like all of his stuff. So that'd be cool. Everyone have a nice day. Goodbye.